Welcome to Better Brain, your number one health podcast on brain and body hacks for busy professionals. Better Brain. Here is your host, Stefan Gospodinov, a health entrepreneur, a doctor of chiropractic, a published author, but also someone who's extremely passionate about helping you elevate your health to the next level. We have Dr. Jamie and Dr. Judith. One beautiful person, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) One funny thing that I was just telling them about was... um, uh jamie turned out to be really presentable with the shirt on and so is judith and i'm wearing my hat but you guys ignore that it's more about the information we'll be talking to you about today uh i'm really 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 excited to have these guys on by the way this is the first time we're doing um the podcast on facebook live so the reason why we decided to do it is so you guys can join and you guys can ask us questions and just get involved as much as possible because this really should be a two-way system where um, the experts talk about their area of expertise, but also you guys um, tell us your needs and wants, and we can see if we can if we can help with that. Um, in terms of today's topic, I'm so excited because uh, to Dr. Jamie and Dr. Judith, this probably is something they do every single day, but a lot of people don't actually know about this thing called functional medicine. Now, we'll be exploring a lot more about what functional medicine is with uh, Dr. Jamie and Dr. Judith in a minute, uh, but I just want to tell you a little bit more about them too. They are both doctors of chiropractic and they are super exciting individuals. They have done a lot of traveling. They finally, finally decided to settle down. <laughs> I think I'm doing us on that now, actually. <laughs> We're looking at what you get up to. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, like I said, what we'll be doing in a minute is we'll go for a few questions and we'll try to debunk some of the things that I think a lot of people are not necessarily concerned about at the minute, but it's certainly a massive topic of conversation with the government and with the pandemic going on. And that is our health and that is your health. Um, so again, I think it's, it's a good time to start. So without further ado, we have Dr. Jamie and Dr. Judith guys. For those people who don't know much about you, just give us a little bit of background, what you're up to, where you're from, how did you come up with this whole concept? Uh, I'm dying to find out. (laughs) So um, I suppose, like you know, Steph, we met at college, at chiropractic college. Um, That's where our whole journey began. But Judith is from Scandinavia originally, across the pond from Norway. And um, I'm from Bristol originally. Um, so we went to chiropractic college and like yourself went into chiropractic and after that graduating and I think from there it's just been sort of gradual natural progression for us getting to this stage where we're at now and it's been like a, a crazy journey as well um, we've been very good at uprooting ourselves and seeking some insecurity for growth <laughs> and uh, so I, I, I don't know for, for myself I um, first started off in, in normal chiropractic care in London um, treating a lot of um, desk job workers uh, with spinal issues. Um, I got more and more interested into more general health and what we call wellness. And I was very inspired by a guy called Joe Tilly, mm-hmm. um, which I know you've had him on the podcast before, Steph. And he really inspired me when I was back as a student in chiropractic college to get more into this wellness type of paradigm. So I actually went to work for him um, in Epsom at Core Wellness Centres a couple of years ago. And then from there, um, 
I don't know. I wanted to get in, into just deeper into health. I, I got much more interested into helping people with cardiovascular disease, um, diabetes with eight weeks of wellness program, the work that they do there. Um, but I wanted to go deeper and I've always been a person that's, I need to know the detail to understand something and remember something. So I always want to know the why. And I think that's where functional medicine really fit in, uh, fit in for me because it's so detailed. It's all about why the root cause really going deep into physiology and how to use and influence that to help someone basically. And I think that's why Judith got into it as well. She is absolute physiology geek. Um, so <laughs> fitted her as well. That is awesome. Yeah. So it, it's amazing how it started from sort of chiropractic college, finding out what you like and eventually evolved to such a bigger thing, functional medicine, which we'll talk about in a minute. Um, I've had the massive interest in functional medicine myself for a long time now. And I cannot remember when, but uh, the last one of the, the last meaningful conversations we had was on the phone. And you guys said to me, we're doing it. We're going to fly to the States back and forth, back and forth. And we're going to study this thing. Um, and I, I, I truly believe that it's going to be massive in, um, in the UK eventually. I love in your website how you say in brackets, yet, as in it's not known <laughs> yet, but it will yeah, be. It's just, it's like, now, right? So it's only a matter of time before it comes over to here. Um, it's very well known over there, but it's still not many, not much of the public really know what it is in the UK at the moment. They all know characters like Rangan Chatterjee and um, the Doctor's Kitchen and all these guys that are using the concepts, um, but people don't associate that with the name functional medicine yet, but I'm sure they will do eventually. Um, yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, it looks like we've got more people joining. Like I said, this is the first time we're doing this live. Uh, we have Dr. Jamie and we have Dr. Judith talking about functional medicine today and sharing some of their personal experiences in their journey to health and journey to their uh, developing their career. Guys, I think you have the option of posting comments on here. So I want you to tell us where you're tuning in from, where you're from. Is there anything that um, you guys want us to help you with? For those of you who stay until the end, we've talked about this with Jamie and, uh, and Judith. We have something that we can share with you. It's like a little health gift that I think uh, will debunk a lot of uh, what we call sort of uh, nutritional misguidance or misinformation. And I know this is one of the things that we can probably talk about during the interview today. But uh, Jamie's just given us a little bit of background about their journey. But at this stage, Jamie and Judith, I think people are probably like super excited to find out what is functional medicine? Because like I said to you, it's probably very obvious. You guys do this all the time. But for someone like me, with a very simple mind. How would you explain what is it you guys do? What is functional medicine? Well, I, th I, think, I think the way I like to explain it is it's not a profession, you know, on its own. It's more like a, a framework and a system that can be used by a healthcare professional to be added onto their existing care they provide the patient. And it just within that system allows them to gain an understanding about how to navigate someone with like complex chronic illness, which can be hugely complex. You know, a lot of these people that come in with 30 year history of autoimmunity, um, maybe diabetes, heart disease, neurodegenerative disorders, 
Um, and it can be really confused, like, where the hell do you start with this person? You know, like they've got every symptom in the book. And it really gives you just a system to navigate through that. Um, it's first thing I think we wanted to say is by all means, it doesn't replace medicine. You know, it's, it's not there to do that or uh, outdo it or anything. Um, we need medicine. Absolutely. You know, like if your symptoms have got so bad over 30 years of progression that it's at the point it's going to kill you, if it's not controlled, then you need drugs and surgery, right? Um, sure. But that's just the start, you know, it's, you get the diagnosis and the pill to help you to survive, but that's just the start. And what we don't have in our healthcare system is a way to help people generate, uh, get into that, you know, um, they, they get given the drug to help them survive, but there's no system in place to help that person get into the root cause. Okay. Why did this actually happen to this person and take the time to really coach them on uh, basically regenerating their health again? And that sounds it sounds like you, you. One of the things that I'm reading from what you're saying is, and you, you, I think you nailed the the, the nail on the head is, you said root cause of their problem. Explain yeah. a little bit more about that because I think people will find that quite interesting. Because, uh, for example, I have a lot of people that I work with. You guys do too. I know you do, especially in the chiropractic side of things. Uh, they go to the doctor for a symptom, and the doctor gives them a specific medication for that specific symptom regardless if it's um to do with their heart or if it's to do with a headache or if it's to do with indigestion mm. and i think functional medicine looks at things slightly differently right yeah yeah exactly so it's that it's basically that the practice of a why so the causation where where does it come from and like jamie's saying functional medicine is is a, a system a model to figure that out so winding all the way back all those years back it can be really really early in life when something kind of went wrong and um, figure out what made it happen and then also figure out what keeps on making the symptoms come through so mm. a um, so we have like what we find is we get someone's timeline and we okay okay these are the key triggers that happen to set this off this is where their health really started to change. But along that side, there's the mediators as well, what's perpetuating this disease process. So maybe they have a poor diet. Um, but yeah, give me an example. I love an example. Give me an example. He said uh, it gives you like a, a, a time frame going back and you can kind of track what, where things started from. What's a yes. good example? Like if someone to... comes in with a 30-year history of like autoimmunity, it obviously didn't drop out the sky one day for no reason at all. It happened for a reason. And it's often the accumulation of different stresses through life and things keep accumulating, accumulating, accumulating. And then maybe there's a huge stressful uh, um, event that happened in their life and that's where everything's set off. And that could, yeah. be, that could be anything. It could be a, a divorce. It could be loss of a pet or loss of a family member. Yeah. It could be all these things. And we very often see on the timeline when you have that event happening, after that, all the symptoms are just lining up in a huge, huge list. Yeah. Because something has then kind of gone wrong in the body and it's starting to affect all systems and symptoms are just basically adding on. That's yeah, so that's all getting to the root causes, you know, like we, if we use the tree analogy, you know, like if you don't, if a tree's dying, you don't water the leaves, right? You water the roots. You get to the root cause of the problem of that organism not thriving. You know, what does it need more? Or what does it need less of to help the organism thrive? You don't 
if you look at the outside of a tree and you see it's dying, you wouldn't water the, the leaves. The leaves are almost yeah. like the symptoms that have occurred on the outside. Yeah, yeah. What we can see is going wrong. But if we go deeper into the root causes, maybe stress, food, um, lack of sleep, movement. lack of movement, exercise, all these different things. Yeah, relationships, um, lack of social connection. These are all the, the root causes that can accumulate together and contribute to altered physiology, altered function, which then accumulates more into a disease, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. which we give, li- which we give li- labels to, right? Individual cause and and i think that's what really i think medicine as well is going that way as well has become much more individualized with the case we're seeing more and more now it's not one it doesn't work one pill for every single person with the same condition you know it has to be much more individualized and i think functional medicine really takes that to heart is one one person's stressor or root cause maybe vastly different to someone else's um but they've got the same condition and same diagnosis but until you have that conversation and really help that person to get into their root cause, then it's it's unlikely they're going to help to regenerate their health, essentially. I love that. I love how it makes perfect sense to me. I think um, more people need to hear about this and that's exactly why we're doing these kind of interviews. So I just want to say a massive thank you guys for taking your time. I know everyone is busy nowadays, but I do think that this lockdown has given us a little bit of time to reflect. Yeah, I'm pretty free now, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, one of the things that uh, I was talk- I was thinking about the other day is how routine my life has become and how little attention I pay to stress, especially with running a business, running a podcast, starting something else on the side. And it sounds like you guys have some experience with dealing with clients and patients that some of the foundations of their um, dysfunction of how their body works starts from stress. And Dr. Judith mentioned um, a couple of examples. I think she mentioned the physical stress, but more importantly, she mentioned the emotional stress, mm. which um, one, of our, one of our listeners in the minute is saying, so what can functional medicine do for anxiety sufferers, please? And again, that's like a massive example of how your body just goes into this fight or flight response and we see all the time, right? Mm. Uh, and God knows what sort of um, manifestation that can have to your symptoms. Yeah. Um, do you guys deal with anyone who is just constantly stressed but not not aware of it? And what kind of presentation that person might have? I think that's Judith Nish. You know, she seems to attract um, <laughs> very busy, stressful people, and she just. <laughs> I don't know about something about her face. She just people just open up in front of her and tell them all their problems. <laughs> it's very amazing, actually. I can't, I can't do it the same as she does. But uh, yeah, how, how have you found that manifest? How, how have you found that totally patient? Well, so I, I feel most of us struggle here, even us. So me and Jamie, we know everything in the world about nutrition and how to move and all these things that we know we need for our health and our well-being, and. Um, we also have figured out that our sort of downfall is stress. That's the one point that we might find that we struggle. Mm. So it's, of course, other people struggle with this as well. And it's, well, I do see a lot of women. (laughs) We tend to stress a bit more. We have so much on our play and our problem um, is that we don't look after ourselves. And we're not taking that time to just really focus on what we need 
caring for other people caring for other people almost way too much and not thinking about our, our own our own problems and they they build up for a long long time and then usually people hit the wall and that's when again one of those things on the timeline that you see they literally just hit the wall and then everything just comes through the body can kind of cope for a long time until um it just says this is enough i can't deal with it anymore and then you basically break down and you have that can be literally any symptom i can yeah. i mean it's, it stresses of. such a huge effect effect on our physiology you know like just coming back to that basic fight and flight response you know when we're running or fighting from the tiger our digestive system doesn't work we don't secrete digestive enzymes we don't release uh, have a good enough stomach acids to digest food we start to get digestive problems don't um digest our food properly we don't absorb it properly um we start to get nutritional deficiencies we get overgrowth in the bacteria uh, in our gut so we have there's a whole cascade that can that can come from just not stress not uh, looking after your stress levels you know um, and being in a parasympathetic zone when you do eat, you know, if you're just eating in front of a screen all the time, your body's not in the correct physiology to actually eat food and digest it properly. Just because it goes in the mouth doesn't mean your body absorbs it and uses it properly. You know, you have to actually eat properly. <laughs> Think about these <laughs> processes. Very yeah. basic things like that and just helping people to understand what they're doing every day and correlating that with why they're getting their problems and empowering them with that information and they know how to make that change you know so many people with ibs and things like this and it seems to be such a a vague diagnosis for altered gut dysfunction and and, uh, and symptoms in the gut and once you start picking apart their history and what they're doing actually when they eat you can see why they're getting symptoms in the gut um so yeah yeah massively massively and i think mags just to answer your question one of the i think um one of the most important things is and the, the hardest probably is for people to realize they're stressed to realize they're anxious because a, a lot of the times um we try to deal with the symptom whatever the symptom is like sweaty palms i'm shaking i'm nervous i'm uh, putting on weight i'm losing weight i can't sleep and it might just be the fact that you haven't realized or recognized that it comes from stress. And Jamie and Judith, I'm sure they'll agree with me when I say that stress is not necessarily a bad thing. Am I right in saying that, guys? It's chronic stress that becomes yeah. a, a massive uh, detriment to our health. Because if I need stress to, to run away from animals or not to get hit by a bus... But if I stress about my job every single day or if I stress about what people think of me or if I stress yeah. about my haircut at the minute because I haven't had a chance to get a haircut in a month, then yeah. uh, I guess your body becomes just constantly bombarded by these, uh, Absolutely. Uh, these signals from your brain. Yeah, for sure. Like, you know, when we're, we're stressed, like especially in relation to resiliency and immunity right now, when we're stressed, like our adrenal glands are firing up all the time producing more and more cortisol to help us cope in that situation you know and that really requires a ton of vitamin c and these sort of raw materials we need so it really depletes things that are quite, actually quite important for our immune system as well so um you can see how stress can affect immunity and all these things linked together and, it, and once we understand actually how stress affects your immune system it empowers that person to I don't respect it a little bit more. I think I think we all know we should we should de-stress, we should sleep better and mm. exercise, but 
it's just not cool enough, you know? It's not presented in a cool way, in a powerful way, and we don't yeah, think yeah. it's going to actually help us. Mm. Whereas, actually, look at the physiology, it's super, super powerful. Um, That's yeah, I think... Sorry, Judith, I think this is where people, especially today, need to hear is like practical, simple examples of how my stress can affect my health. How can me not sleeping properly can affect my immune system, especially when we talk about a massive pandemic and we're all panicking and it's really sad and it's really scary. But actually, if you understand the concept of simple health, and I think that's exactly what functional medicine is doing, is giving this system there's no need to panic. The best thing you can probably do at this stage is to invest in your health, is to invest in your well-being and appreciate and understand that there are people like Jamie and Judith that are kind of doing the hard work for you. You just need to understand, is there a problem at the minute and is there not? I don't know how, I don't know how functional medicine is preventative or is it quite a reactive way of looking at things? And what I mean by that is, uh, do people come to you mostly once they have the symptom or do you get from time to time clients that are like, look, I want to stay. I'm, I just want to perform well at everything I do. Is that not cool yet in the UK? So um, that will <laughs> be wish. our yeah, that's <laughs> our ideal kind of client right there. Someone that just want to thrive and just want to do whatever they can to just be at their best. So that is that is really really fun to work with. But unfortunately, a lot of people don't take their health maybe that seriously or respect it as maybe as much as they should until something has gone really bad and they are sort of more end stage at some sort of diagnostic big problem. Our typical client is the person who's already gone through mainstream healthcare. Mm -hmm. They've been, been doctor to doctor to doctor, put on every medication, um, which is helping them to survive, but they're not getting healthier and not thriving. And now they start. They, they then they start looking for alternatives beyond what they're already doing with their with their management from the medical team. Um, they start research on the internet, um, come across something like functional medicine. Um, so we usually we're usually the last the last cause, you know, the, the the last thing they try. And they've been everywhere, tried everything, come in with a whole sheet of results and supplement lists and they're doing everything in the world because they've tried every sort of thing that's recommended on the internet on blogs and things like this mm-hmm. um so yeah we we get the um complex thing that's been going on for years um which is really what functional medicine's for i think um yeah, yeah. we we kind of i think we want to work more preventative uh but we end up kind of working more uh reactive and um, yeah. yeah, restorative. Which, but listen, I think I think you guys are doing an amazing job, and I think everyone needs people like you. But also, it just comes. You can't blame anyone because if people don't know that there is things like like you guys and the services you offer out there, then how on earth are they going to know um, at what stage to look for for prevention or for for reactive reactive um, way of treating? So, one of the messages that I want you guys to write down today is that. It's better to look after healthy kids than to fix broken adults. Like it's such a simple thing, and so much simple stuff you can do to prevent. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Jamie or Judith, do you guys mind if we a slight change of subject? We mentioned, I think, Jamie, you mentioned vitamin C, and we have a question from Harvey saying, "What is the best source of vitamin C or best place to buy it?" Do you guys recommend anything? Um. 
you know, it's such a big debate about our food not having the right nutrient levels now, just from soil depletion and things. So because of the soil. Especially, especially, sorry? Because of the soil. Yeah. Um, there's not enough nutrients in the soil, therefore, in our plants that we grow. Um, so I think definitely go on organic, boost your, the nutritional profile of the food. Um, so, I mean, it's very easy to know where, what foods you're going to get vitamin C and you just type on Google, you'll get hundreds of lists of the top vitamin C foods. I think in this period of time, when if you are really concerned about your resiliency, vitamin C is definitely a, a key one. You know, it's a key player in helping our immune system. It's a really powerful antioxidant, uh, which we'll come to on one of your questions later, Steph. Um, so I think supplementing at the moment is, is a good idea to help you to become more resilient. So um, the key thing is the dosage, you know, um, making sure you're just not getting a, a standard one off the shelf at Boots. Do your homework a little bit and actually look at the dosages, what's going to be actually therapeutically effective um, to really improve your immune system right now, because it's usually far more than just the standard stuff we get off the shelf. Um, and it's safe, you know, you, you can't really go far wrong with vitamin C. Um, you can get it really, you can really boost it from food if you take, um, you mix things up a little bit. So if you take spinach, no, that's for iron, actually, sorry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so I just, I, I think looking at dosages, I know it's been banging around a little bit that we should really supplement for maintenance around five grams a day. Um, if you're in an acute infection stays then boosting that up even more can potentially help with your resiliency and help your immune system um especially when we talk about an antioxidant role so i'd say at the moment yeah supplements is probably a good idea and harvey we can definitely talk about this after the live interview because i think everyone's going to be quite different when it comes to supplements and uh not all supplements are created equal and not all brands are created equal i imagine so it's something we'll probably have to talk on on a, a different podcast. Yeah, you, know, uh, you get so many supplements like these fizzy ones that are just full of crap as well, you know? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Careful what you choose, Yeah, for sure. Like there's full of sweetener to make mm -hmm. it taste good and that's like equally damaging yeah. to your body. Is it the, probably worse for you, for you than it mm -hmm. actually the, than, than the benefit? So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. be careful. Just yeah, fill yourself up on dosages and ingredients. Um, you know, guys... For some, yeah. sorry to interrupt, Jamie. I found out so much about uh, supplementation from a good friend and colleague of mine, and I need to get him on here actually because he had a really um, sad story where he's is young, but he had like six surgeries on his hip, and he's a chiropractor, so he just couldn't practice. He went to study functional medicine in Canada for five years and founded a nutritional company. After that, they're doing amazing now. But he's so bio-friendly. I couldn't believe the stuff he was telling me about some of the companies out there that we're not going to talk about today. But Harvey, just for this particular um, a particular example, the company is called Barefoot Nutrition. I have no association with them or no affiliation, but barefootnutrition.co.uk, I believe. Um, the guy's name is John. He's really cool. And I really trust his, um, his way of looking at things because he has similar experience like Dr. Jamie and Dr. Judith not necessarily there to make money. It's just to get people healthier in a, in a natural way. Mm -hmm. um, so I hope that answers your question, um, uh, Harvey. Sure whether to mention companies or not, but um, we, we like Cytoplan because the same thing, they're, they're very natural. The guy that invented Cytoplan in the UK, he invented this company because he didn't want his son 
who had a health condition taking supplements that had carcinogens in them. So he just created his own very natural and very, very good, um, effective supplement company. Um, so they do, I think, a supplement called Cherry C, which is a very good um, uh, vitamin C supplement. Yeah, we don't have any affiliation with them or anything like that. <laughs> yes. No, we actually use them for probably two or three of our clinics. Um, they come and give us seminars. Um, so Cytoplan okay. is another one, Harvey. Look into it. Um, they have really good packages and they, they have like the full spectrum of, of supplementation. But I'm sure Jamie and Dr. Judith will both agree nutrition comes first as a basic. Yeah, absolutely. There's something yeah, like about whole food, which like all of the different yeah. nutrients in there interact as they're designed to do, which mm. improves its availability to the body, how it's absorbed. So I, I think, yeah, definitely whole foods are the way to go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, whilst we're on the whole food, I know exactly what you mean by whole food, but some of the people out there probably don't know what a whole food is, even though it's kind of in the title. Can you just quickly explain or give me one or two examples? Because um, people still go to the supermarket and they'll pick up this packet. They'll be like, oh, this is low in fat. Oh, this is low in uh, um, bad chemicals. But the whole food, the actual thing is probably been there for three months and it probably has another four months to live. What is a whole food? Quite simple. Yeah. So <laughs> it's just in its whole natural state. as Like it a grew. broccoli. Hey, like a broccoli. So it hasn't got a packaging on it usually. It's just there. It's an apple. You know, it hasn't been tinkered around with, uh, with by humans and to make it taste better or uh, preserve it. So it's in its whole natural state it grew in, you know. So I think for for so many people just getting back into that natural way of eating is questioning okay did this grow up the ground like it is now or did it walk on legs Can or it be... was it yeah. yeah was it created in a factory or where where did it come from where does the food exactly come that's from? why i was trying to get you guys to uh exactly to explain that. to people because it's <laughs> such yeah, a label on it an ingredients list of like 50 things long you know it's like not in its whole natural state right it's been mixed together yeah Exactly, exactly, exactly. Cool. So thank you for sharing this, by the way. I hope you guys are having fun. I hope you're learning a lot from Dr. Judith and Dr. Dr. Jamie. <laughs> Some of my patients are coming online and I know one of them grows her vegetables. I get like organic free range pastured eggs like once a week. Oh, oh, nice. I love patients that look after us. They're amazing. Uh, unfortunately, we don't live in a world where everyone is growing their vegetables. And I would love this to change because now they're talking about something like the topsoil in I know in the States hasn't got much to live until it becomes completely depleted of nutrients. So it doesn't really matter how many vegetables or fruits people are eating. Mm. You just wouldn't be able to get those nutrients. Um, but probably another topic to talk about. Let's get a little bit more practical with the interview. Um, for example, at this current time, I know it's scary. I know people um, try to stay away from talking about health, but I think that's exactly where we should be going is what are some of the practical ways that you guys can advise people to boost your health something simple something effective and something applicable like mr smith can go to wake up tomorrow and do what dr jamie advised me to do two three four five things that you are definitely on the list so when it comes to this topic um again it's it's about every, every it's very individual how um people's health is what kind of state they're in 
So again, it's not sort of any quick fixes here, but thinking about think about physiology can be really again can be really um, really useful. Thinking about how you can give yourself uh, control and power uh, of your own health, and also trying to control how much and if any of this virus enters your body. So thinking about how it gets in um, is the first step, I think. So obviously do all the things that you um, you have been told by the government. I'm not going to go through that at all. <laughs> We're uh, hearing enough about this every day. <laughs> but when the virus, if the virus gets into your body, what it does is that it will bind to certain receptors on your cells. And these receptors are called ACE2 receptors. And we have loads of them, especially in our mouth and in our lungs. And that is why that area is so um, important to look after. That's why we're basically covering ourselves. So um, these ACE2 receptors, what's really interesting is that you can actually um, help influence how many of these receptors are present on your cell surfaces through uh, different types of, of interventions. And that is really, really important. So the main ones are actually air pollution and smoking. So when you are exposed to this, you're going to massively increase the amount of receptors on your cells, meaning that more virus, it will be more basically um, uh, gates for the virus to get into your body. So but, it could be just for some people, like a motivator to stop smoking. Maybe this is their time. Is maybe this is usually this is fuel to change the behavior like smoking, you know? Dad, um, I hope you're listening. <laughs> I was really hoping you're listening to this because I have no idea how many times I've tried. I love you to bits, but my dad <laughs> argues that it's genetic. So one of his granddads smoked and he was like alive at the age of 90 and that's it. But we're not. So I think this is a massive point and we have to go back to it. Guys, if you're listening, I appreciate a vitamin C will help. I appreciate having a good nutrition will help. But what Dr. Judith is saying is that eliminating the, the crap out of your life will probably make a massive, massive difference before you consider how do you become healthier. So just eliminate the rubbish first before you think about introducing the good healthy habits into your lifestyle. Am I right in saying that? Exactly. Absolutely, yeah. I, th I think like some people just aren't ready to change, right? And I think focusing on the positives then for them, just adding things to them can help to counteract that. But yeah, certainly if you're, you're smoking and it's definitely going to increase your risk and um, make you more susceptible. I think like people just need to acknowledge a little bit if they have a health condition, you know, and I think we've been conditioned to, I don't know if we have heart disease or diabetes is our, our normal in this country is to take a, take a pill and 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 live with it you know and i think more people need to take responsibility for for their own health um and if and acknowledge that maybe they have diabetes or some cardiovascular disease um because there's a lot they can do you know and that's that's long games that's long games you know maybe you need to work with a coach like someone like yourself or us to help them navigate that sort of situation um but it's definitely a, a time right now is to everyone's got a pause in life right now and this pause is giving people the the time to focus, to think clearly, am I enjoying my life? Is my health good? What What is my susceptibility going to be like when I am old? Is it, am, am I going to be susceptible then because I'm not taking care of my health or, 
am I going to be actually more resilient than that is? Because it's not all of our elderly that are passing away because of this or get heavily affected. It's the ones that are more susceptible. Um, so, I mean, like, that's long games, you know. I think, like, coming back to what you said is cutting out the crap. So definitely sugar. Stop eating sugar. We, we say that. You should be doing that anyway, right? But seriously, right now, no. stop eating sugar. Stop eating sugar. Tell me why. Tell me why, Jamie, because I love ice cream. We've done quite a bit of research on I mean, everybody knows sugar is bad for you. It's, it's not fat anymore. It's sugar, okay? So um, they've done plenty of research to show the effects on the immune system. I mean, it affects our cortisol. So when cortisol goes up, that suppresses our immune system. Um, they've done studies on showing how the white blood cells function, which are the things that we need in our immune system to function properly when we get like a viral infection. And our white blood cell function is suppressed for five hours after we eat 100 grams of sugar. So that's like two and a half cans of soda or something. So you think that's for five hours. You have to repeat that again. I'm sorry. I think people need to hear this again. <laughs> your, your white blood cells are suppressed? So white blood cells, your immune cells get suppressed for five hours after you consume 100 grams of sugar, which isn't a lot. And sugar isn't everything now. So you can imagine how often you snack through the day, how often you have a meal through the day. It's much less than five hours usually. So you can see how chronically suppressed that immune function can be by just taking little, little bits of sugar through the day. So I'd say that's a huge one for people is, is cutting out the sugar. You know, We've been working in... A corporate atmosphere in um, this year, setting up a clinic in it's in a co-working space. So we've really looked under the hood of what it's like in the office and the corporate atmosphere, and it's scary. Everybody's tucking into the sugar all day. Um, <laughs> it's really scary, um, but it's interesting, you know. So yeah, definitely sugar, Sugar's definitely a huge one. Um, we're going to say sleep as well. So everybody's hearing right now. You need to sleep, Brella. And the, and the reason why sleep's important right now, same thing coming back, it's not presented in a cool, powerful way, right? But sleep is hugely powerful in your resiliency right now. It, it really, we see um, increases in melatonin when we sleep, okay? Which is what we'd like to call our sleep hormone. But melatonin, as well as being a sleep hormone, is a very powerful anti-inflammatory, a very powerful antioxidant. And antioxidants are something that counteract inflammation so we need inflammation to defend ourselves when a, a viral infection happens okay but it's when we get overwhelming inflammation which leads to complications and that overwhelming inflammation happens when we're not regulating inflammation well in our body and, and people with underlying health conditions often have poor immune regulation they have underlying chronic inflammation going on and um, so in inflammation that happens as a defense and that produces something called free radicals okay now our body has antioxidants to mop up those free radicals because our free radicals damage the cells more and cause more inflammation so we have antioxidants to mop that up and balance out but when we have too much free radicals not enough antioxidants mm -hmm. that scale tips and we can't regulate that inflammation cycle so much so when we sleep better, that really increases our antioxidant levels to help to mop up this free radicals, regulate inflammation better, so we don't get overwhelming inflammation and damage in delicate things like the lungs, um, which then leads to respiratory distress. So once we start talking about actually the physiology and things that happen in the body and simple things like sleep, you can realize how powerful these sort of tools are. So 
you know, don't, we're all like stressed at the moment and worrying about life in the future and worrying, watching announcements at 11 o'clock at night on what's the next step. And that's get our brains ticking over. So we're not sleeping well, you know, and, and I think just trying to avoid constant stimulation and making sure you watch the announcements in the morning. It's not going to make too much difference. Um, yeah, we're in the lockdown for three weeks. We can wait. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We got time now. <laughs> got time now. That's right. That's crazy. So, so uh, again, like a lot of people, when you put a term on something like, like, for example, if you call it functional medicine, it sounds sometimes intimidating to people that are not aware of what it means. And then we get you like amazing people like you guys on here, and you say, "Look, there are three things that you can do as of now that are probably likely to improve your health significantly." or make your body more resilient. And these three things are not going through surgery or paying thousands of pounds to do something fancy. It's sleep better, reduce your sugar, and dad, stop smoking. <laughs> right? That's amazing. That, like People need to hear this because we think, um, we think it's impossible if you're not healthy to get healthy. But mm. what, for, for my better brain system, my foundation is sleep. It has to be sleep alongside nutrition, alongside movement, alongside stress and social connections and that kind of stuff. But I think people don't put enough emphasis on, on no. quality sleep. Absolutely. Exactly. Mm, can yeah. you tell us how I can improve my sleep? I, I can talk about this for hours, but I don't think people want to hear one word from me today because I've been on social media way too much. What, what, are the, what are some practical things that people can do apart from just um, avoiding sort of technology last thing at night? Do you guys talk about this with clients? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, all the time. Um, oh, there's so many different ways you can um, you can attack that. I think something very basic you can do is just make yourself a proper routine, like clean up your uh, pre-sleep hygiene. I'm so <laughs> glad you said that. I'm not many people talk about routine, and it's proven to be one of the most simple and effective strategies. Mm. Sorry, carry on, Judith. That's amazing. No, I'm no. going to write it down. Number one, routine. <laughs> That's too like that is that is really good. Having a proper uh, going to going to bed routine, it's it can be so so powerful. Uh, first of all, because you're going to be putting in the right things before you go to bed, and also because your body then knows what's going to happen every night. So the more you do it, if you make it into a routine and do it every night, your body is going to know that okay, now this is happening. Okay, I'm going to bed soon, and then you're going to be starting to fall asleep quicker and also um sleeping better as well so in that routine do things that are obviously relaxing like you already said stop looking at your screen and definitely put night mode on any devices we have them all all the time all our screens are completely yellow um to avoid the blue light um but i would say <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah. do you know what these are <laughs> yeah so for light uh before you go to bed, then definitely don't look at any screens. But it can be other things as well. Um, and then a couple of breathing techniques. Maybe um, have an Epsom salt bath. Dim all the lights to really... Yeah, dim the lights down. Get into that natural uh, cycle of sleeping, you know, like mm. when it gets dark outside, dim the lights down. So you get you stimulate that um, the cortisol rhythms and diurnal rhythms in your body if you can tune into that. As, as we evolved to do you know 
um, that's our cue for starting to wind down when it gets dark outside. So try and match that in your home, you know, um, turn down the lights a bit. Yeah. Um, exactly. And it will trigger those, that physiological change in your body. Create um, that sort of atmosphere as well. Uh, maybe not watching an action movie straight before you go to bed. Instead, maybe have uh, some relaxing tea and maybe use a diffuser with some uh, essential oils if you had that. Just all these things, these small things, if you choose maybe two or three of them, make them into a routine and do them every night at similar time, your body is going to very slowly start to uh, accept the fact that now mm. I'm going to bed. So I'm going to yeah. I think through the whole day as well, you know, like especially food, like I find a lot of my clients who who love sugar and their blood sugars are doing this yeah. all day mm-hmm. and their cortisol is doing the same thing. As soon as we get them into getting off the sugar, healthier fats, yeah. we start to see such a smoother um, rhythm in their cortisol levels um, and they sleep so much better because they're not crashing in their blood sugars and insulin mm-hmm. at nighttime. And that's what wakes people up um, when they dip down. So if you are maintaining your nutrition through the day, um, your blood sugar levels stay more sustained through the night as well. Um, so I find that very effective for my patients. That's really interesting. So it's not necessarily just what you, even though it, it makes a massive difference to have a routine, it's also how you set your body before bedtime. What about, I've read a lot of studies about the first thing you do when you wake up. Do you, do you guys want to share a little bit about that? This is not yeah. in the script. No, no, no. <laughs> um, yeah, I, mean, I, I love morning routines are so good, you know. Um, I think starting the day off right can completely change your whole day, can't it? Um, Let's talk about that a bit later. I think people would love to find out actually um, what health experts' routines are like. Uh, before we do that, I just noticed there was a question from, um, from Andy, and this leads me to my next question. You guys have come up with a term, functional telemedicine, and this is kind of the project you're involved with at the minute. Personally, selfishly, I would love to hear what, what it is, what it, what it does. I want you to tell me a little bit more about if I'm a patient or a client, what is it like a typical day or typical uh, routine that I will go through if I need your help? That I'll really appreciate if you guys can share that with us. Absolutely. So... I think you also started for us um, with functional telemedicine. As, like you said in the beginning, we have been quite sort of moving around. We haven't been set in one place. So it started there that we wanted to be a little bit more kind of mobile. So we wanted to use the functional medicine and and uh, and the whole system, but we, we didn't know exactly where we wanted to be. So that was kind of where it started. But then we sort of got into it a little bit more. We sort of, like we also talked about earlier, the fact that functional medicine isn't it isn't, um, it's a widespread in the, in the UK yet. So it's not that many functional medicine practitioners uh, in the UK. So having it online as a telemedicine um, option for people just make it so much easier for, uh, for people to get help. Um, doesn't matter where they are in the country, they can contact us and we can do the same thing as we would if they were in a clinic with us. Yeah, just like we're doing now, talking. Or in the world. Yeah, exactly. all the world, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, world, yeah. I, had a, I had a girl from, um, I think she's in East Europe or somewhere. Yeah. And we had a consultation on, on Zoom, um, platform absolutely. similar to this, which everyone's quite familiar with now. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and that makes it so accessible for people, especially since it's not that many practitioners around. And sometimes with this as well, you need to sometimes find the right practitioner, the right person that can help you. So um, just having that online opportunity is is what, yeah, yeah that's really the foundation of it. Mm. You want to go through the own process of it. Yeah, so, so typically someone will, what we like to do first is, is just to get to know the person, you know. Um, I, th- I think people will have like these chronic conditions you need to build up that trust with them first so for every person we give them a free consultation to start with just to get them to know them a little bit more and to get an understanding of how we can help them on if if we can help them or if they need to be elsewhere and maybe find out what particular solutions we can provide for them and then we'll get them in for their first formal initial consultation if they're happy with that and that's really where we'll spend a huge amount of time with them so our initial consultation for people is 90 minutes long, an hour and a half sometimes, um, if not longer. Um, you're getting someone with like a 30-year issue in front of you. And it is there's a huge conversation to be had around that, um, delving into their history and figure out what happened 30 years ago to set things off, what things accumulated earlier, which might have accumulated and contributed to this. So it takes time to really pick apart that. And it's a very thorough intake process. We get people to fill in quite a thorough intake form so we get all the information we need and then we can take a real bird's eye view on their history to then see and identify the key things that might have caused this for this person and once we identify those root causes then it is far more effective for them to regenerate their health um and then from there we can generate a bit more of a tailored plan for them usually giving them some recommendations to work on coach them through um, improving their health, um, giving them some support and accountability. Um, that is a really important point. Yeah, having someone to be accountable to um, when it comes to these, because sometimes it can be quite big changes that you need to go through. Yeah, uh, to actually get that. Even though we do it step by step, just having that touch point with um, uh, with someone uh, makes a big difference for people. I think coming back to what you said earlier, Steph, is like. Actually, like when we look at prevention, there's so many simple things we can do to improve our health. Mm. And and on paper, health isn't really difficult, I don't think. But changing someone's behavior and, and mind is the hardest part. Like human mm. beings are so hard to control. <laughs> so um, I think that's half the job is connecting that person, understanding how to motivate them, keeping them accountable and all of these things, um, which we do after mm. uh, we set up the plan for them, basically. Yeah. I hope you guys are listening because this is revolutionary. We're not talking about curing stomachache. We're not talking about improving your energy. This stuff will come with building your health and resilience. What Dr. Jamie and Dr. Judith are talking about is making a plan so personal that they literally know how to motivate you from staying away from the pain and going towards the pleasure, which are the two main drivers of behavior. That's We're so like complicated creatures, but... Actually, we're very simple, right? Tony Robbins, for those who are aware of it, he always talks about how choices are basically made based on two reasons. I'm going away from pain, meaning I don't want to be, uh, I don't want to feel bad anymore. I don't want to have less energy and headaches anymore and going towards pleasure. And it sounds like Dr. Jamie and Dr. Judith have really uh, kind of tailored that system to do exactly that which is i agree with you the most challenging thing is changing people's belief systems and working on their psychology um but that's massive like, it's really important for people to realize that there's nothing scary about visiting a functional medicine practitioner 
it's probably going to change your life because it's a, it's a completely different way of looking at things. Mm. Medicine definitely, like Jamie's. Sorry, Seth. It's really collaborative, you know. Like it's it's. Um, I love working with functional functional medicine patients because they're so they 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 will do anything to get better. They've been they on the system it. and they really want to make changes. <laughs> they're so compliant. It's it's really nice to work with. Actually, sometimes surprising. It's like yeah. you're given this really uh, I don't know a diet yeah. plan to follow. And it's like yeah, I'll do that, and they do it, and it's mm. it's it's really a nice to work with. Yeah. So it's very collaborative actually and um mm. you're really working together and trying to figure out what's gone wrong with the health and how do i get better so it's very nice yeah and also they usually have that state they have been very often they've been in sort of the, the, the medical system for a long long time where they feel that they kind of lost control and power over their own health and that is that is really demotivating for people and just realizing that is so many amazing things they can do to actually start reversing uh, their condition yeah. and start thriving again and yeah. just giving them that power in actually very simple basic terms just the right things at the right time can just yeah change yeah. Not, a person's life it's not about curing this person it's like maybe they still have this condition but their quality of life is so much better if they eat better like two people with maybe a condition if one's eating better sleeping better um, exercising, they're going to feel way better, have a way better quality of life than that person that isn't. So um, it's all about empowering that individual and, and helping them to understand what they can do. You know, we we use this definition for chronic disease as a disease without a cure, which is so disempowering to people um, with things like diabetes and heart disease. And it's although technically there's no medical cure, right? But it also doesn't. Um, it's, it's untrue in saying that people think when they hear that they can't do anything about it they just got to live with it if there's no cure which isn't true right like there's so much people can do for um chronic disease yeah mm. that's massive i think um i think it's really 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 important for people to know that there is hope and also there is a way of getting out of this it might not be easy it might not be like a magic pill yeah. but it's doable you just need to find the right information the right person and dr judith mentioned something earlier which i'm surprised no one is like jumping on she said accountability if you pay you pay attention if you pay you pay attention right so i think um again it's something i definitely work on accountability after i read one study and that study i think it was 2016 and it said people that were trying to lose weight once they got put on an accountability group, they had their chance of losing the weight increased by 70, wow. 70%. Just having to literally check in with someone or like face-to-face -face Zoom, like how are you doing? What are your symptoms? How are you sleeping now? You need to check. The it's amazing. It's incredible. So accountability is definitely another one, guys. Um, for those of you who are thinking of looking into functional medicine more. I know that Dr. Jamie's had someone even approach him like where I can study it and all that stuff. Um, accountability and having the support system and the support group. It's massive. It's massive. So thank you for sharing this guys. I hope everyone's having a good time. I hope you guys are still engaging. One thing I promised I would do actually, sorry guys, I'll just interrupt you quickly. I will put this professional uh, better brain email here. And if you guys want to, there it is. If you guys want to send me an email and say, I've attended the, the live webinar and I'll send you like a little free gift, which 
it's really cool because it explains what are some of the foods that you should definitely avoid and what are some of the foods that you can probably benefit from based on uh, the things that Dr. Jamie and Dr. Judith have talked about tonight. And my final question for you guys is, um, this is a new question. I've developed it to actually build a little bit of a personal project and a bit of a research thing. And I'm intrigued to find out as health experts and healthy people, I want to find out about your routine. What is your health routine? I'm sure that it might be different from Dr. Judith to Dr. Jamie, uh, but I would love to know, and I'm sure people would like to know, what are the two or three things that you do throughout the day? And that's like a must for you. So from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed. No. <laughs> I could probably tell you what Judith does, but I'll let her talk. <laughs> <laughs> Should I go first? Yeah. All right. So um, I, have a, um, I have a very set morning routine that is really important. We just talked about sleep routine, which is uh, just that important. But um, I just, like I said earlier, our downfall is is stress and just being mindful because we got so many things going on all the time. So um, every morning, just getting up and having sort of 15 minutes just to myself. Um, I'm either sitting, right now I'm sitting out on the balcony or sitting somewhere where I'm so relaxed and I can be just with myself. I drink one pint of water just so I know that I get my hydration in straight away. And that keeps me hydrated for the first part of the, uh, uh, the day. Uh, and then I also um, do uh, gratitude uh, journaling. So I write down every morning the things that I am grateful for. There's lots of research coming out on this, on how you literally, you, you cannot have a negative bad thought or a feeling um, in your body when you are doing uh, gratitude so it's it's a really really powerful exercise and it's 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 so good for your uh for your mental health so I do that every morning just feeling um yeah uh, the gratefulness for everything and then I do uh, a bit of meditation as well just starting the day right starting the day with a clear sort of um, a relaxed mind and then I set sort of intention for the day what I'm going to focus on what am I doing? What, what's the purpose of me waking up today? What am I doing? Putting that down on, on paper. Um, so yeah, that's what, I, that's what I do every morning. And it's, it's really, really empowering. That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing this. I'm writing these down so I can <laughs> copy them into my daily routine. I have a similar one to you, Judith. But it's uh, <laughs> one of the things that I think people probably don't do enough is gratitude and self-reflection and uh, it sounds a little bit like woo-woo, but actually we know how much a peaceful and quiet mind can make a difference to your busy, busy schedule. Because now what I try to do is not to be busy. I try to be productive with my day. And they're two very different things. So thank you for sharing. And we have Dr. Jamie, who loves exercise. So I hope that's in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, but we have to share a few things I think that we stuff. Um, yeah. It's been funny for me exercise this year, you know, because like we've been super busy. Like uh, we had functional telemedicine, online virtual practice going. Um, we decided to pop up a little room in Cambridge for people to come see us in person. So um, while maintaining some part time chiro work. So it's been super hectic for us this year. And I found like my usual exercise was not working for me. You know, like I, I like doing CrossFit. So I went to a CrossFit gym in Cambridge. And like 
my core, I was burning myself in the in the gym, and it was not good for me at the time because I was just working so much and stressed in other places. So, I think like for me, my routine is I don't really have a set routine. There's definitely a few things that I try and work on all the time, every day, but it varies in my state that I know my body's in, you know. And I just try and make my routine is just being more mindful of what my body needs in this day, in this situation, which I think changes every day, you know. Um, so definitely this year for me is about slowing down a little bit more. Um, taking I know that feeling. Judith said, like in the morning, maybe just set my intentions for the day instead of just jumping straight out of bed into making breakfast to work. And we just roll on through the day and it just goes. It doesn't stop. <laughs> Whereas if you just take that five minutes to just pause, um, it just, just changes your whole day, you know. Um, I think for me, like a, a long time ago, like I figured out the more I could get myself into uh, make, doing things that make me feel good and get a sense of clarity in my thinking um, really got me answers in, in, in life and what things I wanted to do. And I think the more I could pay attention to what my body needs in that moment, in that day, the more I could enter that clarity of thinking, you know, whether it's meditation or going out for a run. I love running is definitely a routine for me. I love running. Um, if you get up to run and it just doesn't compare with anything else. Um, yeah. Awesome. Thank you for sharing this, Jamie. I think I'm just going to uh, put this in the chat group so people can hopefully use some of these practical examples because if I was to describe anyone who looks and acts healthy, it will probably be you too. So I'm glad that uh, you're not doing anything magical or anything too fancy. It's just being aware of your own body, setting a routine, being grateful for what you do. And, you know, every time I speak to someone who, who has achieved something amazing in life or is on a big mission, one thing keeps coming up and that's clarity, which is really, mm -hmm. I think everyone acts busy, but once you have clarity, you know, what are the things to get me from point A to point B? So guys, if you take one thing from today is just write down some, some values, some, some, some points to make things more clear for you. That way you'll probably be healthier and definitely be happier. Awesome guys. Thank you so much. One thing I really wanted to um, ask you is how can people find out more about you? How can people uh, find out the projects you're involved with, the places you work with, and we'll just write it down here if that's okay. And I'll also include it in the show notes for the podcast. Yeah. So um, we have, like I said, a premises in Cambridge. If you want to come see us in person and they live nearby. Um, so we are, have a little office in the WeWork near the train station there. Um, we also then have our online practice. So, our, sorry, premises is called Restore Health Center. Um, then our online practice is called Functional Telemedicine, like we talked about. Um, so they can jump on our website, have a look at what we're up to. There's loads more information on there, what sort of appointments we have, and mm. um, more information what functional medicine is. Health assessment. Uh, a free health assessment, complimentary health assessment for people to go and do in their own time. Um, they can also follow us on social media. Uh, we have a Facebook page. What's a Facebook page? We have yeah. two Facebook <laughs> pages. One for Restore Health Center, one for Functional Telemedicine. <laughs> um, and then we have an Instagram, uh, Dr. Judith underscore. No, nope. Dr. Jamie underscore Dr. <laughs> Judith. <laughs> Yes. Awesome. I will make sure all of these are included in the show notes. Is it functionaltelemedicine.co.uk or .com? Yes. .co.uk. Functionaltelemedicine.co.uk. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I'm not sure if you're still on. The guy who asked about anxiety is like, 
there can be so many reasons for anxiety. Yes. Definitely stress is one of them, which we mm. talked about. But, you know, it can be food, you know. Food can cause a whole, so many symptoms with our minds. Um, the gut and the brain. Yeah, yes. massive gut gut brain connection. So mm. if he, I think there's so many different areas which, which could mm. cause anxiety, you know. Um, and that's where someone like a coach or someone who is trained can help you to navigate where that symptom is coming from. So I hope yeah, yeah, yeah. That a little bit more for him. No, I appreciate that. That was, um, oh, and I can hear everyone is clapping for the NHS. How yeah. amazing. <laughs> that means we're running late. <laughs> yes, we're always running late. But I think people will really appreciate, again, people on the front line, people like you guys, I think it's all should be, complementary to each other there shouldn't be any arguments about what one profession does we're all here for one thing and that is to make health go viral yes i managed to squeeze it in there finally <laughs> guys listen i love and appreciate you i hope everyone has had a good time uh jamie ended the uh this live event by saying something which means they have to come back now to talk about the the gut brain axis so we'll try <laughs> to get them back because uh Unfortunately, it's a very important topic you guys have to be aware of. But one step at a time. Thanks for sharing, guys. I really, really appreciate you. If you guys find this information helpful and if you want to get in touch with Dr. Jamie and Dr. Judith, I'll put all the information they've given us in the show notes. Until then, look after yourselves, stay safe, and we'll see you next time. Cheers, guys. Bye, bye, bye. Bye. bye.